so I have this one M95 mask that I've just kept this whole time, uh, mainly because I wear it when I go to the library. But even they've stopped making me. They've stopped. They've, they're like, hey, you don't have to wear that. But it's like been riding around in my floorboard and it is <laughs> filthy. Gross. Like it Ew. is filthy. And so it's kind of fun if I, and I don't even put it on my head. If I, if I've got to put it on for one reason or another, I just kind of hold it up to my mouth. And I just like to wonder what are those people thinking about <laughs> this nasty fucking mask Ew. that I've got on my face, you know? <laughs> Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost Podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome, everyone to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, soon to be the Off-Grid Agorist podcast. I am your host, Regina, and I am here with Cyrus. Good morning. And today we are talking about the biggest April Fool's joke on mankind. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be the COVID fact or fiction. Yeah, April Fool's jokes are supposed to only last for a day. This is like over a year. Yeah. <laughs> the year-long April Fool's joke. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's April Fool's when we're recording this, and it releases tomorrow, so. It'll be, it's close enough. I feel like we've been April's for, Fool's had yeah. for, I feel like an April Fool with this shit going yeah. on. Well, and. I don't know how focused I'll be able to be because I'm so worried about my wife, April, pranking me this year. She gets me every year and I'm going to try and not let it happen. So your wife is the queen of April Fool's or what? Yes. Yes. She is the master April Fool's prankster. She is devious and diabolical. (laughs) And that's awesome. Yeah. So can she like, could she pop in at any moment and, and get you? She could. Yeah. There could be anything happening at any point during this day. God, that's got to Like, I would feel like a little anxiety <laughs> from that. Well, normally I don't like normally I don't because normally I forget it's April fools. And oh. I think that's how she always gets me, you know, but I am like, I'm staying on it today. So for the last seven years, you forgot it's April fools. And then, this year it finally clicked yeah well there was a lot of talk about it last night on MeWe, so mm. it's been on my mind and mm-hmm. and i and i posted on MeWe that she wasn't getting me and so now i've got to kind of live up to that so oh i can't wait to hear what she does to you she's i'm sure she's going to get me but i'm going to try my damnedest so give give me an example of uh one of her April Fool's pranks that she's done. Uh, she convinced a friend of ours that a UFO had landed on oh our property. God. I'm dead serious. And they were freaking out. Like, were they like into it? Yes. Yeah, they were into it. Like, uh, it was really funny. Wow. Now, 
this friend of ours, you know, she's, she's on the dingy side, but Mm -hmm. still, I mean. So she knew it would work. That's why she targeted her because she knew that this chick would believe it. Well, I don't, I don't know how she chooses her targets. I know I'm a target. (laughs) So anyone's fair game, the neighbors, friends, it doesn't just stop anyone. Yes. It doesn't matter whether you uh, like April fools or not. It like you are fair game. Your fair it's your favorite holiday. Wow. Yeah. And she pulls it off. Like she keeps a straight face through it all. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think I could do that. I've tried April fools and I suck at it. Cause I just start laughing. I'm too, like I'm too, too, uh, I don't know. I wear my heart on my sleeve, I guess. Like I just can't pull it off. You have to be a good actress. Yeah. I've, well, like I said, I never remember that it's April Fool's, so I don't ever try and get anybody. But mm. I imagine I probably couldn't pull it off either. She is the trickster. The yeah. trickster queen. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear mm-hmm. what she does to you today and to anyone else yeah. in her vicinity. It's going to be fabulous. Okay, so the uh, year-long April Fool prank. April Fool's, it's COVID. April Fools. <laughs> just kidding. Don't get it. Don't get so upset. It's just April Fools. Yeah. COVID, <laughs> real or fake? Okay. So I don't. I'm not saying like is COVID real or fake. I'm saying are the actions taken around COVID fact or fiction? Are the measures yeah. they're taking appropriate? for this virus and this outbreak. Yeah. I I think it's well established that the COVID virus is a real thing. It's real. I mean, there, there are still people out there saying that it's not real at all, but I mean, I think it's pretty well established that it's a real thing. It's a, you know, it's as real as the flu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, people were talking about COVID coming from 5G and these are 5G symptoms that they're covering up with COVID. And I think that's really, I think that's pretty tinfoil hat. I think there is a pathogen out there, but the reality of what the pathogen is and does versus the fiction that they're selling us are two completely different things. Yeah. I think that what's really interesting is they're not really deviating that much from fact they're just selling a story yeah. and it's the story that is inaccurate, you know, like they're not hiding the fact that it's only, you know, that 99.8% of the population survives it. They're not hiding that. They're just acting like that's a really big, bad thing. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. So, so a lot of this information I've, done a little bit of research and a lot of this information is coming from the Tom Woods podcast. So I'm kind of echo chambering a little bit, Um, but he does such a good job with all of his interviews and whatnot that I want to give him a shout out uh, for doing this kind of collective thing about this total overreaction to this virus. Yeah. He's done a ton of work on it. Yeah. So if you want to delve, like if you want a rabbit hole down this one, Tom Woods podcast is the best place to rabbit hole on COVID fiction. Uh, But some of these things, 
they're saying uh, there was one episode where Nick Hudson Nick Hudson, and he is from pandata.org. So he's like a big pandemic data collector and is a part of this organization where they go over the facts of pandemics. He did a speech mm-hmm. and the fatality rate for people over 70 years old is 0.23%. So we've been being, you know, told, oh, these old folks, they're croaking left and right, five to 10% fatality rate. That's what they were saying back in July and August. Well, that's just not the case. The fatality rate is 0.23 over 70. So you're not killing grandma. <laughs> yeah. Under 70, 0.05% fatality rate, which is, is negligible. I mean, that's, that's about the same as the flu. Five one hundredths of a percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even a whole percent. Not even a half a percent. <laughs> point zero. Yeah, you're right. Point zero five. So that would be one death out of 2000 people, which is, you know, flu. Yeah. Isn't that unreal? So they have completely torched our economy over a 0.05% death rate and a 0.23% death rate in old folks. Yeah. And I think the torching the economy, I think is the smallest problem that we end up with out of this. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just a, a a casualty among the bigger battle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because the biggest thing is the massive power grab and uh, money redistribution because of all of the, what they're doing because of all of this, I think. Those are the biggest problems. There is a massive redistribution of wealth. Yes. Yeah, it's coming in the form of future taxes because of the money that they're spending in response. And that's probably, we could probably do a whole episode just on the money of it, but. Take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's our drinking game. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just take a shot of coffee. Whoever says that could be another episode. Oh, that should be an episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to keep plugging along here, uh, there's this massive media suppression going on around anyone who speaks out against the COVID, anyone who speaks out against the measures being taken, anyone with any different type of facts other than the WHO. Mm-hmm. So it's like this massive blackout shut down. Yeah. Yeah. If you even mention and, it in a video, you get your video taken unless you're from the WHO, but the WHO is a private organization in the pocket of China. Yeah. It's interesting when I'm in, like, if I'm on YouTube, my feed is full 
of COVID videos about, you know, is, is the vaccine safe? Where to get your vaccine? How to get your vaccine? All of these kind of vaccine videos that are all um, organized propaganda. I mean, I can see it. Oh, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's propaganda. And no, no third party, no one is allowed to have critical thinking skills on it. No one is allowed to voice anything otherwise that, oh, we only have a 0.05 death rate. So why do we have to vaccinate the world? Mm-hmm. You know, and talking about vaccinating the world, Africa, Southeast Asia, and Oceania. They have about 10,000 deaths per million. That's their standard death rate. There has only been 100 deaths per million from COVID in these continents. So why do they need to get vaccinated? It's a drop in the bucket. So why do we have to have this mass worldwide vaccination for countries that aren't even suffering from it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it can be tough for people you know, put on top of the constant barrage of propaganda about COVID and the vaccine, put on top of that, if you are someone who has known people who died from it, then it would, I, it would seem really scary to you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know a guy, I know a guy who says that two people where he works have died from it. So if you're in that situation, I can kind of understand, you know, but I think most people aren't in that situation. My guess is most people are like me and you who only hear about these things from other people that, you know, it's all secondhand. Like it's not happening to me. I don't know anyone who's died. I know a handful of people who said they had it most of them said they didn't know they had it Mm -hmm. and never felt sick and then there's i know of two people who got sick and it did make them sick and then they recovered within a number of days like a regular virus yeah yeah Yeah. and one guy said he lost his uh sense of taste or smell smell i don't remember that would be annoying did it come back yeah So the issue I have is anyone in America America who died with the COVID in their system was counted as a COVID death. Yeah. So there's older folks like, and this is is someone I know, so I can verify the story is true. A man died from congenital heart failure. Mm -hmm. They counted it as COVID. He was 80s. 80s, died from congenital Mm -hmm. heart failure. He had COVID in his system, counted as a COVID death. So how many Americans have died from COVID actually died from something else and just had this virus in their body? How many? Because the hospitals get 30 grand every time someone croaks from COVID. Something like that. Well, that brings up another point, too. Yeah, so... These numbers, this 
0.23% people die if they're over 70 and 0.05% if they're under 70. How inflated are those numbers? We don't really know. We don't I know. Think, like, I think those are the actual statistical numbers. And then they had released more inflated numbers previously this year. Oh, okay. So I think these may be the actual correct numbers, the 0. 0.05 and the 0. 0.23, which is a tiny mm-hmm. amount. I mean, that's a tiny amount because they were saying 5 to 10% over 70. You know, and I think it was like supposed mm-hmm. to be 1 to 2% under 70. Now we're rolling that down to 0. 0.05 as the actual statistic. So it just makes you wonder. <clears throat> Why are we taking these draconian measures? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've said from the beginning that I think it's just a form of conditioning, conditioning people for more control, mm-hmm. loss of more liberty, that kind of stuff. Bigger government. Bigger government, right? Resetting the world. It's a reset. They have to tear down the system in order to rebuild it how they choose and how they want it to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And the way that they do things, the way that they've done things in the past is they, in a, in a critical time of some sort of emergency, which I don't even think this is an emergency, they're just treating it like it is, they will take a liberty away. And then in the future, they can say, well, you know, we've already done this once before. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're doing it. Yeah, it's not as big of an emergency as it was that first time we did it, but that's just how they condition you. Well, and I think what they um, have really done here is they have set up the world for the vaccine passport, the digital health passport. So this all kind of falls into place. The, um, Okay, so the European Union, the EU, which is a massive New World Order Agenda 2030 organization, it's all just basically this round table of royal families and kings and queens from Saudi Arabia and, you know, all the people involved in Bilderberger group is the EU. So the EU is awful. They designed a digital health passport in 2017 and they wanted it to be released in 2021. Mm. Essentially in order to board a flight, at least this is where it starts. You have to show your digital health passport. So could they be, could the COVID have been set up to instill the digital health passport. Well, sure. I mean, we could have, yeah, there's no way to know, but sure. It could have been done that way. And it's just, you know, connecting the it's dots. It's not like they have, it's not like governments haven't done that kind of thing before. So, yeah. you know, they're certainly capable of setting up a problem to offer the solution. Cause we know they've done it time and time again before 
Well, we know that the coronavirus existed in the Wuhan lab and not just a coronavirus, but the COVID-19 variant of coronavirus existed in the Wuhan lab. And that's where it originated from. Mm. Wuhan. So has this all been by design to release a digital health passport? Has it been by design to do the great reset of all economies in the world to take more uh, power, more governmental power? It all just magically fits together if one were to connect the dots. Yeah. Well, I wonder why, like the closing down the economy, that could easily be tied into a currency reset. Because if you, if you screw up the economy, now there's this huge problem with the economy and governments around the world step in with a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, that fits. And we're already seeing government, United States government starting to treat the, the fiat money system like a universal basic income. It's kind of the first steps. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised at all if at some point in time, well, we just need to some sort of universal basic income just gets starts getting sent and you get your universal basic income. If you meet these certain requirements, you know, now, yeah, that'll be interesting what the requirements will be. And who will qualify for it? And what are they going to require of you to get the UBI? Because there's always Mm -hmm. a price to pay. Nothing's free. Absolutely. So who's going to pay the price and how is it going to be paid? It's going to be paid with liberty, no doubt. Yeah. In one form or another, you will pay with liberty. That's how we always end up paying. I mean, we've been taking it up the butt from this COVID thing for over a year, and we've been losing liberties left and freaking right. And they're just, you know, taking it from us so easily, like candy from a freaking baby. Well, you know, I'd like to say at that point also, I don't feel like they've taken any liberty because I've just refused to comply. Yeah. So, you know, when we say they've taken liberty, the, the truth is you might've given up Liberty, but the only way they can take it is just, you know, nobody has pointed a gun at anyone yet. So, you know, you, you consent to your Liberty being taken in this situation. Yes. And I just haven't consented. So that yeah. is the choice for people. Some people may not feel like they have a choice and that's okay. And some people, feel like they that this is all worth it and that's fine too you know i i believe in people making their own decisions well there's a lot of misinformation out there to convince people that all of these uh measurements are necessary so one of those is obviously the mask wearing we've been talking about this and virtue signaling and how it's mm-hmm. a compliance thing mhm Masks do not work. They do not work 0%. 0% effectiveness. Mm-hmm. So here's a COVID factor fiction. Mask wearing. Fiction. April Fool's, y'all have to wear masks for nine months. Actually, mm-hmm. no, we're going on a year now, aren't we? 
started yeah. in March, mid-March. So I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work. It doesn't work because the tiny particles of viruses exit the masks out the sides. And it creates a halo around you when you exhale. So if you have the virus and you are wearing a cloth mask or a surgical mask, which is everyone, I've seen maybe about, I'd say out of a hundred people, maybe two people are wearing the proper mask, which is the N95 mask. But -hmm. even that has a, um, a filter where your air gets expelled out of the mask and the air you suck in. So even those don't protect others, it would just protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you're wearing a surgical mask and you exhale and you have the virus, it just, it just comes out. It doesn't lessen how much comes out. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's aerosolized. It comes out. It doesn't matter if you're blocking the front of your face. It it's going to think of it as smoke. If you were Mm -hmm. exhaling smoke, let's say you smoke cigarette and you exhale smoke and you have the mask on, does that, does the smoke come out? Right. It's zero, zero percent containment for masks. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can reach these conclusions just with logic too. Like you don't have to know, you don't have to be a scientist of surgical masks, right? Just take, for example, if the mask did what is claiming is being claimed, which I'm not even sure they're claiming it, they're effective. They're just saying you have, you should wear them. Like we should wear them. Like it might be effective. So we should wear them, but think about it. So you go to town, you wear your masks, driving in your car. Maybe I see people driving around by themselves in their car, wear masks, which is strange, but all this, but where's the one place nobody wears masks. No one where at home. Yeah. Nobody wears a mask at home. Your, uh, the percentage of transferring COVID from yourself to your family is, I don't remember the number now, either 16, 17 or 18%. That's mm-hmm. how low it is. Now, if this virus was as, was what was being claimed. And if masks were so important, I would expect to see that number around 80 or 90%. You think? Shouldn't it, shouldn't that number be huge because nobody wears a mask at home and it's close quarters contact family members. So you're like hugging on each other and loving on each other and all of that. And it's, they're saying the rate is 16, 17 or 18%. So that just doesn't make sense. There's no logic. Zero percent logic in mask wearing and people, you know, they'll say, Oh, well, doctors and surgeons wear masks. So it must, it must work. Well, doctors and surgeons wear masks when they're in surgery to prevent spittle and skin particles from falling into the open wound of the surgery. And they've even figured out that it doesn't even work for that. Yeah. And if anyone's wondering that 16, 17 or 18% number, I got that from harvardmedical.org or .edu. So it's not like I just pulled that number. Yeah. 
I, I wish I'd have grabbed that link. We could put it in the show notes, but I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be hard to find if you're interested. Pretty much. Okay. So just so we make it clear, everything we're always talking about, we research the shit out of. Mm-hmm. We have, even if we don't citate every single fact, I never take facts from just stories I read. I always look into it. Where did this really come from? And it's usually from a scholarly article, a scientific publication, a very reputable source, a professional within the field. So we're not just pulling mm-hmm. numbers out of our asses. Like this is all stuff. I wrote a freaking ebook last year about coronavirus and all the statistics mm-hmm. way back in the day. So a lot of what I'm pulling is just knowledge from that. So we don't, we don't peddle freaking hearsay. Just so everyone's aware. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, use, I, I make assumptions about things and I try to use logic to deduce certain things, but usually I'm saying when I'm making those kinds of statements, but if I'm talking about numbers, anyway. Well, here's uh, a little, here's another logical thing to think about. What about all this plexiglass? (laughs) Jesus. I I wish I was in the plexiglass industry. Oh, they must have made a fortune. (laughs) They are killing it. Killing it. Killing it. So when I'm at the store and there's this, like the poor clerk is, or checkout gal is like in this plexiglass bubble and wearing a mask. And she's trying to talk to me and like, I can't hear a word you're saying. I can't hear anything anyone's saying saying anymore. You know, people are coming up to me in the store because they recognize me, you know, and they're like, hey, and I'm looking, I'm going, who are you? You know, right? I I can't tell who people are. Like, I can't even recognize people. That's crazy. Of course, everybody, everybody can recognize me because I'm, you know, I'm the one asshole in the store that won't wear a mask. But shit, I don't wear one either anymore. I gave that up. I have one just in case because uh, there's a couple stores that they're super yeah. Nazis about, like the Ace Hardware here. They're super Nazis about masks, and I like Ace Hardware, right. so you know, you gotta sure. go get your shit. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go there occasionally, but if they don't ask me, I don't freaking wear it. So I have this one M95 mask that I've just kept this whole time, uh, mainly because I wear it when I go to the library. But even they've stopped making me. They've stopped. They, they're like, hey, you don't have to wear that. But it's like been riding around in my floorboard and it is <laughs> filthy. Gross. Like it Ew. is filthy. And so it's kind of fun if I and I don't even put it on my head if I if I've got to put it on for one reason or another, I just kind of hold it up to my mouth. And I just like to wonder what are those people thinking about this <laughs> nasty fucking mask that I've got on my face, you know? I mean, yeah, that thing sounds contagious. <laughs> the mask right. has the COVID. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Some serious cooties on that COVID mask. Gross. So yeah, just quickly back to the plexiglass. Okay, so they're saying if someone sneezes, you know, it'll catch your spill. Mm -hmm. But think of the smoke, the smoke analogy. If you were to stand in front of that plexiglass and take a drag of a cigarette and blow out, would the smoke come around the plexiglass? Yes. Yes. And under it and over it. And all, yeah, exactly. So that it's completely, it's just, 
it, it's completely insanely ineffective. Yeah. Unbelievable. So now I need to rip on Fauci for a little bit. <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Fauci, fact or fiction? What do you think? Uh, I, I think he's a career bureaucrat that earns more money than the president. And I don't even, I don't even understand that position. What a top pathologist. I don't even know his position. Where this guy came from. So, uh, he's not a virologist. Um, he is a immunologist. That's his specialty. So his specialty is giving people immunizations. Mm. And with some kind of immunizations. Yeah. With some kind of big wig during the AIDS thing, the AIDS deal back in the eighties or whatever that was that the AIDS scare Mm. was big. Okay. I mean, that makes me suspicious there. Just the fact that he was part of that deal. And there is a bunch of CT around the whole AIDS thing that is pretty convincing, but we won't go there. Yeah. We ain't going there. So I just want to like bring up some sound bites from Fauci. And it makes me wonder what happened because back in March, uh, he said that COVID was just a bad flu and there's no need to wear masks. So a year ago, that's what he said. Words yeah. right out the horse's mouth. And it's true. Like that statement is true. This is just a bad flu. I don't even think it's that bad of a flu. There is no need to wear masks. And then he reneged on that. That kind of shoots a hole in the idea that this has been planned from the get-go. Because if this has been planned from the get-go, why would he start there? Well, that yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have these in place? And then March 15th, it was his slogan on March 15th was 15 days to flatten the curve. We need 15 days of social distancing, shutting down restaurants, everything, wearing masks to flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. And here we are a year later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So much of it doesn't make sense. It's just crazy. Like you get a, you get your shots, but you still got to wear your mask. That's like I don't even. It's just weird stuff. <laughs> like it just hell? doesn't make any sense. Am I wrong on that, or hadn't they been saying that? Like yes, no, gotta, that's a sound. You still have to list. wear your mask. You've been immunized, but we need you to keep this muzzle on a little while longer. Yeah, how does that? I don't understand. And then what understand. about? And, um, the wearing the two masks because like wearing two condoms. <laughs> Cause that works a lot better. Oh yeah. <laughs> we just want you to breathe less. You already can't breathe with one mask on. Let's just take more of your oxygen with two masks. Yeah. So you go from, you know, zero times zero is still zero. Let's just put that out That's there. True. Yeah. If yeah, you had it I before, think they're even you gonna... get it again. Have you heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can, even though, so 99 per, 
more than 99% of the people survive it. You can have it and not know it. And you can still give it to somebody else. But only by about a 17% chance, even in your immediate family. Well, if we rewind back to March, Fauci said there has never, ever been a virus that spread when asymptomatic and never will be. Well, I I feel good about that. (laughs) But now we're killing grandma because we're asymptomatic. What the hell? It's just so befuddled. I, I don't know. And you're right. That's a good point. If he said all these things back in March, were they not on board with the new, the NWO takeover? And then they, they switched. Right. Or, I don't know. or this, ha- or this hasn't been planned from the get. Here's what makes more sense to me. This hadn't been planned from the get go, like a big conspiracy. This is something that happened. And when it happened, Though there were people in positions of influence and power who said, hey, we can use this to our advantage. That's what mm-hmm. makes more sense to me. And I think I think that's what makes more the most sense on most conspiracy type theories. It it always seems more like a. Uh, an opportunist, you know, taking advantage of a situation. But yeah. I mean, I'll never know. No, but, you know, most people will never know the truth behind that. But the things that concern me are the things that I do know, you know, like. You you can't just you can't just claim. My liberty. To be under your control because you say so. You can't yeah. tell me to shut down my business because you think. Somebody might get sick. Like, even if you're right, you can't, you can't close me down because you think someone might get sick, you know, unless Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I can understand if I'm getting people sick all the time because I'm cooking shitty food or whatever, you know, my food is making people sick, but just because someone might come into my establishment and spread a virus, you you still can't close me down for that. So it's not your decision. Yeah, see, now I think it was planned. I just, I think it started, it didn't start in the USA. The plan didn't start in the USA. I think the plan was the EU, the European Union, the NWO, the WHO, China, the Wuhan lab, all that. I think that's where it incubated and started. So then maybe we were hearing the narrative from the USA at first of, no, this is ridiculous. Like common sense narrative was coming out. No need to wear masks, no need for panic. And then all of a sudden the narrative changed. Well, that's because now the USA has banded on to the NWO plan. Possibly. It could be, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they're just capitalizing on a crisis, like you said. Yeah. But like you said, you know, that's really neither here nor there. Now what's happening now? It's what's happening now. Yeah, the result is the same. Yeah. However you get to the same conclusion is the result is the same. Mm -hmm. It's just complete 
nonsensical BS. Yeah, I think I want to say, I want people to look out for something that I think is going to be happening this year too. They keep talking about wave three or wave four. I don't know what oh. wave we're on now, yeah. but you know, you in that ebook that you wrote, you did a really good job explaining that this is an RNA virus mm-hmm. and that RNA viruses mutate. Yeah. Like this was never going to be a single wave. If it's an RNA virus, it was always going to mutate. I'm surprised if it hasn't mutated a hundred times by now. Oh yeah. Just like the flu. You know, the flu's an RNA. Just like the flu. We, mm-hmm. we can't keep, we can't keep up with the flu. We're never going to be able to keep up with this virus either. And that the fact that they're calling it this wave and this new variant, that's the word they keep using this, this new variant out of, out of, out of the UK and, and all of this stuff. I think all that, um, all of that messaging is, is going to change. They're going to stop using those words because it will have, because this, this vaccine is not a vaccine because you can't vaccinate against an RNA virus. At least that's my understanding, but they're going to have to start calling it a shot. You're just going to have to keep getting it. Yeah. Because the thing is going to continual, continually mutate over and over, like forever, I guess. We've never eradicated the flu. It's, it's going to act exactly like a flu. It mutates. You get a flu vaccine. How many people get the flu vaccine and still get the flu? Like pretty much everyone who gets yeah. the flu vaccine actually ends up getting the flu. <laughs> people get the flu with the flu shot all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be the same thing, same result, because it's going to keep mutating, 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 and we cannot guard ourselves against it. So, yes, there is a vaccine for RNA viruses. It's just that the virus mutates. And then it by the time the newest, latest vi- vaccine comes out, it's already mutated. It's already redundant. Right. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. So they're not going to be able to keep calling these waves and variants and because they're not going to be able to keep doing that because they're going to have to do it two or three times every year and people are going to get tired of it. They're going to have to shift the the rhetoric at some point. And I think it'll happen this year. At some point, they'll start stop using those terms and start treating it like a flu. Yeah. Well, and you just have to think, okay, so they want to inoculate the entire world. They want to limit travel unless you've been inoculated or can prove that you have antibodies with this digital health passport. Who's, who's cashing in on this? Like the biggest cashing in is big pharma to inoculate the freaking world from a virus that's 0.05% lethal. Mm-hmm. They're going to inoculate the world for a virus that has not even hardly touched Africa, Southeast Asia, oceanic countries, massive billions of people there, but they want to yeah. inoculate all of them. Yeah. I'm also curious. I, I still haven't checked this number, but I wanted to check it after flu season. I'm I'm wondering if anyone has died from the flu this year. Well, that's the thing is uh, the flu has become unusually low death rates. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Yeah. Because they're calling them COVID. I wonder why. Where'd the flu go? Oh, well, all of a sudden there's all these COVID. Oh, well, uh, wait. <laughs> oh, well, everyone's been wearing masks, so we've almost eradicated the flu. 
because of the masks. <laughs> Which is I don't, know what, not to I don't know what they'll say. <laughs> they did a study on that, the flu and mask wearing, because there was this flu wave. So they made everyone wear masks over in Asia and it totally didn't work. It didn't flatten the curve. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I do have to mention that we've spent $6 trillion in America on pandemic relief. $6 trillion mm-hmm. on pandemic relief. 20%, no, 27% of the nation's GDP has been spent on this pandemic. Does that include the new $2 trillion uh, for infrastructure rebuilding, which is basically just uh, adrenaline for the economy? No, it does not include the 2T. Okay, for the, so we're, for the we're infrastructure plan. I mean, they're calling it infrastructure rebuilding, but everybody knows it's the economy is in the toilet and the government's just going to try and infuse some more phony money into it to keep it going a little while longer. Yeah. Well, they say that they're going to uh, hike corporate tax to 28% to pay for the $2 trillion over eight years. So. Oh. Corporations are going to take it up the butt for that. Well, some of them will. Some of them will leave. Yeah. Well, and they're also putting in measures to make it uh, difficult, more difficult to put uh, their their corporations overseas. Oh, yeah. To try and ban, bar that from happening. Yeah. So they're basically putting a gun to their head. Pay 28% in your corporate tax or else. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will it cover it? I don't know. <laughs> no, it won't. And here and here's why. This has been proven a number of different times. When you raise tax tax rates on corporations and the wealthy, they don't pay extra taxes. Mm-hmm. They get better at sheltering their wealth from taxes. That's all that happens. Like, exactly. oh, I got to pay 28%. Well, you know, I was going to spend $200,000 buying property this year. But if but if I go ahead and spend $500,000, that'll be a tax write-off and I can deduct it. And it'll be like I still paid 21%. Like, they, they don't get any extra tax income from this. No, they'll they'll work it around like they always do. They just invest into real estate. They invest into stocks. They reinvest their money so they never have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, I don't know all the different ways that they do it because I'm not one of those people. I don't have a bunch of money, but. Yeah. You know, they they have a bunch of money because they're smart with money. They're They're not not an inheritance baby. (laughs) No, they're not just going to give up another 7% because the government says you owe 7% more this year. Right. They're just not stupid. Interesting. So I'll close with this. There is a website called the Great Barrington Declaration. It is a bunch of infectious disease experts and public health scientists that have come together that have stated they have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the COVID-19 policies. Bunch of science deniers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, these COVID idiots are almost the equivalent of flat earthers, to be honest. Like the mask wearing, the plexiglass, like that's flat earth freaking science. <laughs> but so what did you call them? The Barrington, what was the website? The Great Barrington Declaration. You can just type it into your browser and search for it. They're going to um, get destroyed by media. Probably. Yeah. It's saying that the current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health. There is, the results include lower childhood vaccination rates, worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, and deteriorating mental health, leading to greater excess mortality in years to come, with the working class and younger members of society carrying the heaviest burden. Keeping students out of school is a grave injustice. So that's another thing that's happened is these draconian lockdowns are far more atrocious than what the COVID's doing to the population directly. Well, and I remember hearing voices and I can't remember who they were at the beginning of all this a year ago, predicting this, that -hmm. these solutions are going to be worse than the disease. And I don't, I wish I could remember who it was that was saying that, but I remember hearing it. Lisa Haven was one of them. Lisa Haven. I'm not a big Lisa Haven fan, but she did come out with an episode about how there'd be increased suicide rates, increased starvation, increased uh, issues from this. Like, think about this whole generation of kids that didn't have their fifth grade graduation. They didn't have their kindergarten. They didn't have their high school graduation. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm okay with that. That may be one of the only good things that came from this, a bunch of kids not getting indoctrinated in public education. But Right, right. You know, I do feel bad that I really – I told you about going to that football game, right? And they're, the seniors on the football team were taking their senior football picture down on the field, and they're all wearing masks. That's insane. It was just it, disgusting. It was, just, it was one of the strangest things I ever saw. And, like, I'm looking around, and – the faces on everybody like this was a normal this was no big thing and i'm thinking weird you can't tell who any of those people are why are you even taking the picture well my daughter graduated in 2019 she got to walk down the aisle we got to do a big party for her take her out to a fancy restaurant and she got the full experience next year the year after 2020 none of the seniors got that experience they had to do virtual yeah, graduation. Yeah. No that's parties, no, no, uh, nothing. Like, you know, that was a huge deal for her to get that diploma. She worked her ass off for it. Yeah. I would have been pissed if that happened to my kid. Devastating yeah. for them. But above and beyond that, I mean, I know, like, I know how you feel about the school systems here. And I totally agree with you. They're massive indoctrination camps. But if you think about these little third world kids where that's all they have is their little school, you know, and they're just completely yeah. shut down. They don't have Internet access. They don't get remote yeah. schooling. They don't get homeschooling. They get screwed. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that the Great Barrington Declaration is saying is that it's the it's the developing countries that are getting the, the brunt of it all. Because they're, they're yeah. always getting the last of the table scraps. Yeah. 
because they're not going to get the COVID shot, you know. It's the first world countries who are going to get this COVID shot first, who are going to reopen. And so all their shit's going to be shut down and they're going to their starvation rates increase. And, you know, it's just like it's a trickle down effect. If you're at the bottom of the barrel, you get screwed. There ain't nothing left to trickle down. Yeah. And, you know, quite honestly, I'm okay if people want to get their shot. Like, that just doesn't seem like a big deal to me. I just... It just better not turn into a situation where you're going to try and force me to get one. And they won't try and force you. You'll just not be able to do things. That's what I'm predicting. So first it's going to start with the airlines. Well, now you can't board a plane unless you have your digital health passport. Then it's going to be the concerts and the festivals, all the fun shit. They're going to lock you out of all the fun shit. But if it goes into essentials, like you cannot enter the store without your digital health passport and proof of vaccine, Mm -hmm. then that's where shit starts getting real crazy. And then, of course, you'll have mixed in with all of that will be the the social shaming. Oh, my God. And the social (laughs) shaming has already begun, you know, the anti-vaxxers. You ain't jabbing me. Yeah. Aren't aren't people calling us... uh, uh what is it, the word they're using max uh mask mask deniers or something i don't something know horrible well they call us covid idiots they call us covid idiots and we call them covid idiots so it's like a two- I, i'll i'll take i'll take that i'm i'm a covid idiot uh, that's fine sure i don't mind that so much you know cuz at least i'm free i'm exactly. a free idiot yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be fine. I, I won't board, board the plane. You want me to have this digital health passport where, okay, you're going to install this on your phone because it's all through QR code. That'll probably eventually be a chip that's installed into your body, but they'll start it with the app on the phone, which they've been conditioning us. They've been conditioning the world for everyone to have a phone so you can have this digital health passport. I won't board the damn plane. Because what what yeah. is this app collecting from me? What is this app collecting from all of us? Your data, where you go, what you do, where you want to travel, your health records. It's just another mm-hmm. way to control and collect data and observe and invade our privacy. I saw a I saw an article about uh, at home testing. Right. Mm-hmm. So over the counter testing is now available. And in, in, you have to, uh, you have to swab your nose and stick it in this solution and send it in and you get your results on an app that you have to download on your phone. Yeah. And that will link to the digital health passport app. They'll have an API for that. So then, oh, you do your, you're going to do your COVID test at home and then it's going to go right into your digital health passport for whichever humongous NWO giant to collect all of your data and all of your information. And then soon it'll be, well, you have to have a vaccine and it's just like this slippery slope. Yeah. I saw this one lady talking about how she had received her uh, COVID test results in the mail that she had tested positive And she said she had never gone to take a test. So, so how did oh that happen? <laughs> Wow. 
Yeah, it's just unreal. And then I guess riots are still happening. I feel like we're we're reaching a tipping point. Like we're reaching critical mass. Don't you feel like maybe that's going to happen here? In what way? Like, um... Well, everything's so disrupted and people are just like hating each other so bad. And there's like these extremities coming out of, uh, you know, anti-gun laws and pro-gun, you know, pro-gun people. And there's, I just feel like there's going to be this clash between gun control, between the COVID lockdowns, the riots, the race issues, the gender issues, like all of this is boiling to a critical mass that it's like, there's either going to be, you're either going to be pushed over or you're going to start pushing back, I guess. Yeah, that's, I think that's probably true. People are going to have to decide. Yeah. You know, roll over or stand up one or the other. Yeah. Just by going off grid, growing food, independent electricity, independent water. This is the time to do it, folks. I don't see this going away. I just, I don't know. Like there's also that, there's also that third option too, which is kind of where, kind of where we are. You know, you've got, you've got these two crowds of people. Picture in your mind, these two crowds of people facing off in a street, right? Mm -hmm. And there, there's some high tension between these two crowds and something is about to go down. Right. And we're kind of the people in the back of the crowd screaming shit, you know, yeah, get them, you know, and then waiting to see what happens. And then maybe, you know, maybe we got to throw a rock into the other crowd or something. Right. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I feel like I'm just kind of like, I'm not rolling over. And I'm not really standing up like I'm not planning on taking any action against anybody. Right. But I I do feel like I could be a provocateur. I think I could be a good one. I I feel like we're we're definitely. Yeah, you definitely could be. I agree with that. <laughs> well, we're definitely the third option, the opt out option, which is I'm not going to play by your rules. I'm not going to choose a side. I'm going to have this ex- escape hatch, which we talked about before. Yeah. The off-grid agorist escape hatch. Choose yeah. agorism, opt out, build community uh, within barter, trade, make your own goods and foods and things like that. Right. So that's the real solution. That's the solution they don't want us to pick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Comply, fight back, or opt out. I'll take opt out. That's probably a good stopping point. Yeah. I think so. That's pretty good. Uh, Great Barrington Declaration. You can sign it if you are a concerned citizen about these draconian measures. They are supporting to protect the elderly, but for everyone else to resume, resume life as normal, to prevent mental health deterioration, suicides, uh, and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I signed it. I mean, screw it. I'm a concerned yeah. citizen. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. You can go to the and send us an email message. If you want to talk to us, 
And there's lots of cool shit on there too. Check it out. Cool shit. All right. All right. This is Regina signing out. Later. Later. Bye. Bye.